0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Journey Now podcast. My name is Susie Lind, and I'm your host for today, along with my friends here, who I love. To my right is Alyssa. McNally, hello, Kevin Dixon, lead pastor of Journey Church. Oh, Oh. we're using titles
1: today. (laughs) Gosh, I can't wait to hear mine.
0: I think we're still deciding.
2: (laughs) Tim and we're going to keep him. Yes,
0: we are going to keep him. We've decided that for sure. (laughs) Susie, what's your title now? Executive pastor of the ministries. Of the ministries. (laughs) Yes, because we have to add that line because people think I'm in charge of the money and you don't want me in charge of the money.
1: That's really funny.
0: Nope. Not my lane.
3: The ministries. That's like the 65, the the five. The ministries. Yeah. Now,
0: we have a good time. We have a great team. What's my title? <laughs> communications. Um, oh yeah, contracted I, director of, of communications, small contract employee. <laughs> That's it's an it.
2: oxymoron. Yeah. Well, so. it's okay. You're not in charge of the finances. So. I'm not. It doesn't matter.
0: No. no. No, It's great. It's great. Okay, so today uh, we have an interesting topic at hand. Um, for those of you who were not. journey on sunday it's okay because the the topic is still relevant but just to give you a little bit of background um our series for all the people good news of great joy for all the people continued on sunday and mike really zoned in on the story of mary the mother of jesus and this line that comes from simeon at the temple when they took the baby jesus to the temple to have him circumcised simeon said to mary i mean he was Praising God for getting to meet the Messiah before, while he was still earthside, and he looks at Mary and he says, um, "This child will be the respo- will be responsible for the rising and falling, falling. of many in Israel." And mm-hmm. he turns to the baby's mother and says, "And a sword will pierce your soul as well." That's the Susie Standard version. Yeah, that's great. Gosh, I mean, this is why you do. This. I don't know if it's yeah. word for word, but. <laughs> We're Pierce close. Pierce your soul. Pierce your soul. And so, it's very bad. It was. That is, it was beautiful it and tragic the way Mike kind of unfolded Mary's story throughout the scripture and showed what that looked like in her life. That it was hard mm-hmm. to give birth to the Savior of the world and raise him and and like really kind of gave us time to sit in some of those difficult moments that she might have had as a mother. But the one line that was. Um, the one part that really kind of resonated with me at the end was he talked about this, let's call it a lie, that that we're told, mm-hmm. I've been told this okay. before, where um, someone will say, when you're in the center of God's will, that's the safest place you can be. So I actually have a friend who, when she was in high school, she had the opportunity to go on a missions trip to India as a high school student by herself, and her mom said that that's why her mom gave her permission to go. Wow. She said, wow. I feel like when you yeah. if you were in the center of God's will, that's the safest place for you to be. So therefore you you'll be safer in India than you will be here with me in California. So um and you know it was fine. Everything was fine on the trip I was but, say, oh, but I that's,
3: wonder where this is going. Yeah I was like, like, but oh, no, no. that <laughs> was good. It was
0: good. But that's I think the word safe is a little misleading.
3: That's a tricky word.
0: It's a tricky word. So Kevin, why don't you unpack that for us? Why is it so tricky? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yet when people describe Stigy journey is an illusion. Yeah, like the video oh. that just you know, we just put out on the email this past week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a bunch of people said journey feels safe. So what's the difference between these two safe
0: words? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because we do talk think, about how this is a safe place.
3: They think I think when they when they say that the safest place to be in the, is in the center of God's will is is that nothing bad will happen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, or nothing that um, we would perceive as bad or that I would harm would come to you, um, which uh, is a bad way to describe being in the center of God's will. I mean, being in the center of God's will, Jesus went to the cross. Mm-hmm. That seemed very unsafe to me mm-hmm. and very painful. Um, in Mary's whole existence, I mean yeah after right this the weekend, whole, you right. see yeah, you see time and time and time yeah. again her yeah. soul being
1: pierced. She by did just what sorrow. she was
3: she did what God wanted her to do, but in the same breath came with that great suffering, great pain, great difficulty. So safe, if you want to call that safe, yeah, that was safe. yeah
1: right. If that's your definition of safe.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's not most people's definition of safe. Uh, and usually that that conversation is driven by some sense of fear. The conversation around being safe is well. I, I want my child to be safe. In that instance, send her to India because mm-hmm. that's God's will for her, and she'll be safe there. She could have gone to India and died, and it still could have been God's will for her. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. Although it was God's will, it's not necessarily safe. It's it's the idea that God is safe. Yeah. And and our definition of of putting God in a safe a category is to make him something other than what he really is because um, he's the keeper of all life he's the maker of everything and he ultimately is not someone that we get to quantify in terms like safe mm-hmm. or fill in the blank
0: doesn't c.s lewis capture it really well in in yeah. uh, the line the witch in the wardrobe when he talks about aslan he, yeah. he's not safe but he's good yes what do you think, Alyssa? I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking about I mean, I've been uh talking about the idea of safety a lot actually in therapy and how it is something that is really different for everyone. So like you mm-hmm. we could both be in the same room and and I don't feel safe, but you could feel safe and how um in order for us to experience vulnerability, you have to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to like enter into vulnerability, there has to be a felt sense of safety. And if you ignore the fact that you don't feel safe and you're vulnerable, it's actually a form of trauma to like just ignore it and to enter into an unsafe place vulnerably. It's very traumatic. So I keep kind of coming back to that idea of safety is, is something that is a, it's, it's a feeling and it's individual um, and it's an experience that we kind of have. Mm-hmm. that's different for every person. So yeah. I could feel safe in a place that you don't and vice versa. And there's different people that we feel safe with. Like I don't mm-hmm. feel safe with all the same people that you would feel safe with based on the relationships that we have with the different people. So yeah. I found that to be kind of an interesting word to use when it comes to God because I would say that he is a safe being because he is ultimately good. Yep. But I also don't have like a ton of baggage with my understanding of God. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about.
3: Yep. I, I think the struggle with the word safe is, is what you just said, is everybody's got a different definition of what mm-hmm. safe is.
2: And um, it's, there's no way to make it a universal definition. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I thought it was, you know, afterwards as, as I was thinking about it, somebody somebody posted on Twitter something about how, um, interesting it is that Mary and Elizabeth both after their, um, them finding out that they're giving birth to these two babies they both kind of go into song and poetry about overthrowing empire and like
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: you know and how there's a yes there's a certain yes that you say at some point in your life mm-hmm. in Mary's case she was young in Elizabeth's case she was old mm-hmm. and then how that yes gets played out over time if you if you knew what you were going to know, would you still say yes? Right? Correct. And so, for me, there was that was really comforting because about once a week I have this like, you know, conversation in my head about you know, should I have should I have gotten into ministry the yeah. way that I did? Like, right. should I have stuck with this mm-hmm. career or that career, and not put my family through all the church trauma we've been through, and mm-hmm. and all that. And would things be different with my family if if I had not said yes to right. church ministry? Yep. You know. Yep. And so it was really comforting to me to think about it in that way. That the yes is still, I think, was still God's will, mm-hmm. and it came with a cost, mm-hmm. and it's still okay, and God is still good and faithful, and. Like that's where like that, that scripture, he who started a good work will be faithful to complete it. And not that, I mean, I know that that's not talking about what you do in life, but it's yeah. the overall picture of God working in all things that, um, you know, he's faithful. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. So for you guys, have you guys ever experienced something where you've said yes to something and it's come at a great cost and yet you know it was still the right Yes.
3: Wow, that's a good question. Um, Tim, what do you think well i'll I'll just give a little more context. Yeah, just something
1: that Mike said this weekend that was really helpful with this idea. yeah, because um, gosh, i I don't know about saying yes to God no, my son,
0: mm-hmm. we were talking
1: about the will of God yesterday, and um no it was it was an assignment for him. <laughs> He had to talk to his parents about the will of God and I was like, Oh buddy, that is a danger. He's like, I
2: got this. My dad's a
0: pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easy. No, but we
1: we you know That's that- why
0: I send my kids to public school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't ever have to have that conversation. You don't have to deal with yeah, the will of there God it is, there. there. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know the answers that he's getting on what yeah, that is, yeah. um, and I think it's a really dangerous thing. Thinking about all the different people that have done so many different things that are so harmful and terrible in the name in the of name the of will God. of the will of God, and um, even the way that that's in saying yes to mm-hmm. God. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to say yes to God and stand here. Really, you know. Yeah, I just. I don't know what it looks like to actually hear the voice of God, and I mean, it just gets really... Messy. It yeah, well, gets I,
3: really messy. Differentiating between your own will, God's will, and somebody else's will is sometimes really difficult.
1: Yes. Uh, we were talking about... I, I, was, I was just thinking about that, um, you know, there are only a few places in the Bible where it talks about the will of God. Mm-hmm. It's very, very selective. It was so great because he had just been having some like, my son, gosh, I love the boy, and he's also kind of lame to his brothers and sisters. And so we had just been having some legit <laughs> conversations. So I'm being really calm right now, but I was not in those conversations. <laughs> and um, Did
0: you say, I'll tell you what the will of God yeah, is? Yeah, you son of, yeah, son of Tim. I'm going to put the fear of God in you.
1: But it was so great. We were reading First Thessalonians 5, and it talks about, um, how to love other people and to hold other people up in before you and um, yeah, live in peace with each other. And it was so actually it was really a beautiful time yeah. with mm-hmm. my son in the middle yeah. of something that should have just been this like it was supposed to be two minutes on the will of God with your parents or something like that. It was like, oh, man. heck no, we're going for this. <laughs> <You're> like actually, <laughs> and he, he was actually here's receptive. My forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, he was receptive. I was just, I was, it was yeah. actually fun. But make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, which is all the stuff we were talking about. And then it goes into um. 18, where are you 18? Uh, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I was just thinking, gosh, the will of God is such a dangerous conversation that I get on the road all the time of like, should I go to this school? Should I get this job? What's the will of God for me? Yeah. It's like, man, I think it's much simpler than that. Saying yes to God is actually just loving your neighbor really well. It's doing these things even in First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. It's how to yeah. like be a peace maker you know it's is really it's so so much more simple Mm -hmm. and so saying yes so mike's thing this sunday was he said there's a cost to saying yes you know we put mary and say she's this beautiful you know angel and then jesus is this baby you know this beautiful baby and it's like no it was all messy Mm -hmm. life is so freaking Mm -hmm. messy so there's a cost to saying yes stephen knows the cost of saying yes peter i mean you just go through all the people um There's a cost of saying yes, but there's also a cost of saying no. And he was saying uh, the cost of forgiveness. um, There's a cost of forgiveness, but there's a much greater cost to unforgiveness. Uh, There's a cost to selfishness. um, Oh, sorry. There's a cost to generosity, but there's an even greater cost to greed. So I think about that in my life. Like that is saying yes to me. I was um, just talking to my wife the other day because Greed is something that it has a hold on me. Mm. Like my money. I grew up really rich and then everything went away like instantly and then life sucked. And so money has a real hold on me. And so for me that's like saying yes to generosity is a, that's a big one for me. So there's a cost to me saying yes to generosity and there's probably an even greater cost to my family and the trajectory of my kids and life for me being greedy, so mm, that would be my. That's
0: really good. That's really good. Yeah,
1: that hit me. This Very
0: week. insightful. Yeah. We
1: just get so we get so
3: into like the specifics of yeah, but it is God's will for you to be generous. <laughs> yeah. Did I say otherwise? Uh, no, I thought you were gonna just never mind. Go, Kevin. I have feelings. I
2: have feelings. I feel.
1: Like yeah. I feel <laughs> blank. Like you're an idiot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like you're definitely yeah, an idiot. Yeah. And I'm generous, okay.
1: So I feel really safe in this room right now.
2: <laughs> wow, I actually, full, full circle. I love how you brought that back there. Thank you. Excellent. Actually,
1: yeah, uh, it was
3: excellent very good. Yes, 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 very yeah. good. Yeah, I, that, that hit me this weekend. Yeah, was, mm, it's good. It's cr- a, a scene. It's a. It's a struggle to be. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to wrestle these things to the ground, especially when there is a high cost attached to it mm-hmm. um, or a perceived high cost to it. And, and so um, I, you asked a real simple question. Was there a time when you said yes when you would, you go, oh, well, maybe this wasn't but the right thing to do or maybe, it, well, you know, and yeah. I've second guessed being a pastor for a long time. So there's a there's. You've a, been a pastor for a long time. I have. I have been pastor for some thirty years, thirty one years, mm-hmm. thirty two years. Uh, uh, it's a long time. Just
2: you keep adding one every year. Yeah, so. it
3: gets longer all the time.
2: Yeah, but the that. last
3: couple of years have really, mm-hmm. I've, I've like, I've actually thought, man, if I had that chance to do over again, mm. like sitting there in that moment when I decided, hey, the, you know, this would be a good thing to do and um, a good, a good path of life. Um, I probably would have chose differently.
0: Yeah?
3: Yeah. Yep. I probably would have chose differently.
2: Been an accountant? I
0: don't
3: know. No, I'd have been my own. I'd own a business of some sort. Maybe I'd have been a mechanic.
0: So, do you think it's (laughs) possible- I would have loved that. Fixing Susie's car. (laughs) Yeah. Shh. Shh. We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Um, do you think it's possible to thwart God's plans for your life?
2: Because
0: mm. I've heard that's something that um, thwart so, God's that's what's, plans. That was told to me as a young mom that you, can. that you can't thwart God's plans for your life. And therefore, like when I would be stressed out as a young mother of mm-hmm. babes, like many are, yeah. um, this really wonderful godly yeah. woman who I love and respect told me, "You you cannot thwart God's plans for your children." Um what do you think about that?
3: What does she mean by that? Yeah, I don't what does she mean by that? <laughs> Who's whose will is at play there then?
0: Well, she was kind of saying basically like God has a plan for your kid's life mm-hmm. and you know, he's entrusted the kid to you and mm-hmm. it's you know, you're you're raising the child and yeah. and that, you know. Don't God, have anxiety about yeah, it. Yeah, like you know, God's gonna see this kid through and Mm-hmm. like whatever those plans are. And she wasn't promising that they're going to be like, you know, some weird prosperity situation. But like, you know, she was kind of, tr- she was saying it to me as an encouragement that like yeah. God's plans are bigger than your plans. His yeah, love for that. the child is better than your, bigger and deeper than your love for do the child. Do you agree
1: or do you disagree with that?
3: Yeah, well, trying, I don't know. I'm, I'm questioning I'm re- it all now. I'm trying well, to read, <laughs> I'm trying to read you in I'm,
0: this. I'm questioning it.
3: Um.
0: I mean, I don't think, I don't think so. I, if you're just going to ask me do I think that you can thwart God's plans for your life? No. Because I'm kind of with you, Tim. Like I think at I mean, I don't somewhere along the way, you know, I I was in a culture where like, you know, you got to pray for what's God's will for you to go to do this, to do, who to marry, where to go to school and all that. And and I don't see that in scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I see we have I we have Alyssa somebody. is raising her hand so I will stop and defer no, to her. No, yeah. I was
2: just saying when you were done talking about Oh, okay. To okay.
0: Yeah, well, I mean it's I'm I'm done. I just I don't see that in scripture where like, you know, God gives you marching orders, so to speak, for every little thing in your life. I mean, surely he did to some people at some in Boy. some ca- at yeah. some in some cases and and he might and you might feel like a strong you know, compelling, like, I think God wants me to say this or yeah. do this. I do believe that that happens, but I don't think it happens for every little thing yeah. because I think ultimately God's calling for us is to follow Christ and to love like He did and, you know, outline the way you did from 1st or 2nd Thessalonians, yeah. wherever it was. But so it's interesting to me to think about that. Yeah. That line, I that wanna, saying. I wanna, yeah,
3: and I want to hear what she has to say, but I do have a thought on it.
0: Okay. Go for it. I won't lose it.
3: No, go.
2: You want me to go first? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think the issue, I, I think the issue with the statement of, you know, you can't thwart the plans is that there's this false sense of security in the idea that God has a plan. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, most people would read the Bible, and if they're a Christian, they're going to say, yeah, God has a plan. Mm-hmm. It's that that is something that we can rely on, and that it's going to be awesome and great, and we're going to feel awesome about it, I think, is the issue.
0: I also mm. think it's highly individualistic way of thinking. Totally. carry on. But I think – so I'm
2: going to make a – A reference to some random people. But Glennon Doyle, one of her main, like... Again? You referred to her last week, too. She talks a lot about parenting (laughs) in a a very flippant way of, like, let them watch TV. Like, stop being so, like, controlling over their experience. Like, they're going to be fine. And that's kind of, like, her thing on parenting is very relaxed. And, like, you need to stop trying to control every outcome. Let them experience pain. Be with them in the pain. That's kind of her thing. Which makes sense with her story. But, um... I saw someone respond to that, um, Jamie the very worst missionary, if you follow her on Instagram, mm-hmm. she recently lost her um her son to suicide. Uh. Mm-hmm. and she just she said, she was like, Glennon, like I respect you, but like I did everything possible that I thought to do for my child mm-hmm. and like everything wasn't okay. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the tension, right? As we As parents, try to do everything that we can for our kids, and we hope and pray that that God's will for them will be good and the plan will all work out. But that's a false sense of security. We can try to do everything in our power to make the experience of our child's lives amazing, but the end could be very tragic. Mm -hmm. Their lives could go in a direction that we don't want them to. That doesn't mean that God is not present, and that God is not real, and that God is not at work, and His plan is not at work. I just think it's a false way to comfort someone, right? Because in reality, God's plan might not be super comforting.
3: So, yeah, that's that's the essence of this. But God
0: is comforting. That's the, also the difference too. Yes. Like I, you know, I think God and I'm not, is. I'm not trying to t- tie a bow to what you just said because I a thousand percent agree with everything you just said. But we confuse who God is with. Again, like his goods versus his grace. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think um, where I was going to go with that is there's just too many possibilities of thwarting the plan, mm-hmm. including us. I've seen I've seen parents thwart their children's plans, uh, whether they're God's plans or not. I don't know. Um, I've seen the uh, peers thwart good plans. I've I've had friends of mine deter me from things that I probably should have done that I didn't do I've deterred people from things so there's a lot at play mm-hmm. and and um, a lot of wills at play and I'm not sure that um, it plays out like that like there's this plan and and I, I used to think this I used to think that there was a a path and I was supposed to stay on a sp- pretty specific path, and if I got off of it, God would redirect me back to the right path, or would um, make a new path out of my, you know. Mm-hmm. But eventually, the outcome would be what He wanted. Um, I'm not—I'm not sure it's true. Um, I'm really sure that He's with me
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, always, even—even even when I'm doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> And that he loves me, that he cares for me, that in the midst of great sorrow he's there, in the midst of great joy, he's there. So with that being said, um, I think I think telling somebody that the plan will work out is I agree with Alyssa, that it's a. I think it's a false sense of comfort. Mm-hmm. Trying to comfort somebody for a in a way that Leans into something that God doesn't promise.
2: Yeah. And I also think it's really dismissive. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the person that I don't mean to explode on her, but I think it's dismissive of your experience and of the emotions that you feel. I think there's people get nervous when you start to be, start to ask questions mm-hmm. or when you start to feel the things that you're feeling. Like there needs to be space for the emotion. And if you can feel what you need to feel and not need to fix it with, it's all going to work out. Well, yeah. there's a chance to see it might not all work out. Yeah. But like also with you in the feelings of, of being overwhelmed.
0: And to be fair, that is actually what she was doing at the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. it's just, just the think, words I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, right. but I would say a lot of people right now,
2: not her, but a lot mm-hmm. of people do use that as mm-hmm. a way of being like, it's all going to work out. God has a plan. Like, let's keep moving on. And it's like, in reality, that's, Gonna mess up your brain. Yeah, it's not a good. You're not being a good friend. <laughs> if you're doing that, right. and it's a it's a misinterpretation of of God and of Scripture and all the things. But yeah, yeah. And feeling the, emotions and sitting in them in your experience is so important. I'm not dismissing that.
3: Right, that's hard, but it's also the truism is is that everybody has their own moral agency too. That your child is gonna grow up and make decisions, and you can't control those decisions. That's just reality. Yeah. So they... Sitting you, right here, you know. Yeah, I know. I see you. Um, <laughs> but yet there is... And you can you can speak into those decisions. You can do a lot of things, but you can't make them for them. hmm And I know you're going through that now with having an adult child and...
0: Two adult children. Well, okay,
3: two adult children. I apologize. Yeah. I have two adult children, know. so we're in the same camp. Um, and, and the one having God's will conversations is Timmons, and his aren't adults yet, so...
2: Piper's preaching me from the Holy Bible. Uh. She takes that. She goes, this is the Holy Bible, Mama. Oh my, gosh.
3: oh, my gosh.
2: I'm like, I didn't teach you that, so I don't know where you got that. She got it
3: at school. Yeah. She's three. The Holy Bible. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm
0: yeah. listening. Yeah. What you got, girl?
3: <laughs> She's all that in a bag of chips.
0: Well... Oh, one of my ahead. one of my other go favorite ahead. lines and then I'll finish this <laughs> you can you um, can uh, end us Tim
1: that uh God uses oh. the un- uh, just with the whole Christmas story God uses the unspectacular the common the non-glorious the ordinary the non-triumphant the behind the scenes like
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah. just the whole story uh just awesome that was beautiful
0: so beautiful
1: um I'll just read this to end it for yeah. the will of God
0: For the will of God. For the will of God. (laughs) This
2: is God's will that you read that. Yeah,
1: maybe. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you this Christmas season. Brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Realign our hearts to the heart of God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas.
1: Mary, did you know that your baby boy
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.